This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Falacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Falacita. is Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good, good morning, Falacita. This is um, Sylvia, and um, I wanted to uh, have a prayer request, please. Okay. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning. Um, I'd like prayer for uh, my sister Sarita and the family of Gus, G-U-S. He passed away last week. Um, And I'd like prayer for Katie, who was uh, 
it's my pet sitter. Her roommate um, died in his sleep last week. So both of these happened back to back. I just want prayer for those. Okay. I just want to make sure I have everything correct. You want us to pray for your sister. Her name is Sarita. And the um, the family of Gus, Gus passed, um, recently passed away. Right. And okay. Katie. And Katie, you, her roommate, recently passed away. Right. And one Got more, it. I want prayer for my daughter, Star, for her mental health. Okay. Thank you. You're so welcome. Good morning, your sunshine. Good morning, sunshine. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Can we have a prayer for my daughter, Arianne? Oh. She's going through a lot of changes and her mental. Okay. Daughter. Good morning. It's Diane. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Beth Osita. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. God's got her back all the time. Good to hear your sound. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you as well. God bless you. Thank you so much. So welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Good morning, this is Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Valuable. This is Sonia. <laughs> Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday. Same to you. Thank you. Good, Good morning, Prosperous. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, this is Kedra. Good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, happy Wednesday. I do have a prayer request. Okay. A couple of them. If you can pray for my uncle Charles Brown. He was in surgery and had a stroke, and he is now unconscious. If you can call his name out, and my aunt Doris Wright, during her surgery, when she came out, she was paralyzed. Couldn't feel her legs from the face down, and they now say she has COVID. Okay, Doris, was it Doris? It's Doris, Doris Wright. Doris, and um, she was in surgery as well, you were saying? Yes. And now she has, and she also has COVID. Yes. And she was paralyzed after surgery. Yes. Okay, I wanted to make sure I have that right. Thank you. 
God's on the throne. Yes, it certainly is. This is Sylvia. It's interesting because Gus, who passed away, he passed away after having a simple gallbladder surgery, became septic. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Tramina. Hi, Valacita. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we we begin the hosting? I'm sorry. It was a little muffled. I'm having trouble hearing you. I'm sorry. Good morning. This is Kim. I I hope everybody has a a wonderful day. Thank you. Good morning, Kim. Same to you. Happy Wednesday. Okay. At this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and um, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue joining us during the month of June, where our monthly theme is entitled Sanctification, Set Apart. All the declarations will focus on the importance of sanctification and being set apart to do and hear the will of God so that you can execute his plan for you. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Sylvia. She's asking for prayer for her sister, Sarita, and the family of Gus. Gus recently passed away. She's also asking for prayer for Katie. Katie's roommate just passed away as well. And then Sylvia's asking for prayer for her daughter, Star, praying for her mental health. Sunshine is asking for prayer for her daughter, Ariane. She's also asking for prayer for mental health. 
Kedra is asking for prayer for her uncle Charles Brown, who was in surgery and had a stroke. Her aunt Doris, who was also in surgery but and was paralyzed after surgery, and also has COVID. So we're going to lift all those uh, prayer requests up. Believe and trust God in in all of this. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. And then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sonia. Have a blessed day. Good morning, Alba. We we thank you. We get up this morning out of our own, Lord God, and we thank you for the breath that's in our body, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that we we have a mind to say thank you this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that our heart beats with your beat, my Heavenly Father. So that is syncopated, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, as we humbly but boldly step before thy throne of grace, Lord God, we open up our mouths open up our minds, open up our hearts, and yield it unto you, Lord God. And we surrender our will right now, Lord God, to you on the trading floor. And as the exchange happens, Lord God, we say yes to you this morning. We say yes to everything that you're going to do, what you have already done, and what's going to come to pass. So we thank you with our whole heart, for it says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together, Father. We thank you, God, because you are a keeper of those who cannot keep themselves, my heavenly Father. So as I surrender my will, Lord God, I surrender everything, Lord God, and I ask that you use me right now in the name of your son, Christ Jesus. Lord God, we have many prayer requests this morning, so I'm I'm yielding them up to you, Lord God. We're we're talking about Arianne sunshine's daughter lord god we ask that you touch her mind lord god because you said let your my mind be in you as it was also in christ jesus lord god so regulate her thoughts my heavenly father go in and set it straight lord god only the way that you know how my heavenly father lord god we thank you lord god that the prayers that have come and the requests that have come lord god we ask that you look on uncle charles brown lord god where he is in his hospital room we ask that you look on aunt doris and we ask that you just look upon Kedra, my Heavenly Father, not just only look, Lord God, that you go on and heal their bodies to the uttermost, Lord God. Let their cells speak on your behalf, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, let them know that we're going to do this in remembrance of you, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, and, and just right now, Lord God, that the healing is going to take place. 
that Uncle Charles is going to come out, Lord God. I thank you for Aunt Doris, Lord God, that COVID has no reign, has no jurisdiction, has nothing upon her, Lord God, and that the paralyzation, Lord God, is just like those that brought the man, the paralytic, to Jesus and opened up the roof and let down, let him down in his presence, so Lord God. We welcome your presence right now, Lord God. We welcome that you are here and going to do exceedingly abundantly all the things that we could ever ask for, Lord God. So as Psalm 19, 130 declares, the entrance of thy words gives light. It gives understanding unto the simple, Lord God. So we thank you that you are the light. We thank you that you are our water. We thank you that you are our bread, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you give us sight. We thank you, Lord God, that you give us hearing. So on this day, we thank you, Lord God, that as we sanctify ourselves for on tomorrow, you will do wonders among us, Lord God. We thank you that you have already done wonders, Lord God. We thank you for the miracles that have taken place, Lord God. We thank you for just regulating everything. Could you put your phone on mute? Thank you. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the great I am. So as we press forward and we press in, Lord God, and we sanctify ourselves and we set ourselves apart, not just for this day, but each and every day. On this day, Lord God, we let go of those things that would hinder us, Lord God, and we seek and chase after you evermore, my Heavenly Father. As we are going to fast this day, Lord God, we thank you for what you're going to speak in our hearing, Lord God. We thank you for the things that you're going to do in our presence, Lord God. Use us as you see fit, Lord God. And as we stand up, Lord God, let a song erupt out of our body, Lord God. Let our tongue speak what you have given us to speak, Lord God. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are our strength. And you are a redeemer, Lord God. So we ask that as you take, everyone take their phones off of mute, Lord God. We come into your presence, Lord God, giving you thanks. We come into your presence, worshiping you, Lord God. Because, Lord God, as we open up our mouths, Lord God, we erupt in the heavens, Lord God. And it will fall down, Lord God. What has already taken place, Lord God, just has to take place here, Lord God. We thank you that you are burning us up today in our minds, Lord God. Lord God, as we put on the Lord God, no longer stuck, and they will open up their mouth, Lord God. They will sing unto the Lord a new song. They will sing and rejoice, Lord God. Because we will separate ourselves and be set apart. And you have called us into this room, Lord God. And on this line, Lord God, we ask that you touch every fiber octave cable, Lord God. Every electric outlet, my Heavenly Father. Because you bring, my Heavenly Father. You are the sovereign God, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for those that stand up and spread your word, Lord God. That open it up. And illuminated for us, we understand for us, our So as we look in the mirror today, Lord God, we declare we are the righteousness of God. We declare that you love us more and more, Lord God. We declare that your grace and mercy abounds in the body of Lord God. We declare and decree, Lord God, that you are the God of Abraham and Isaac. We declare that you are our devotion to God. You fight the fights that we cannot do, my Heavenly Father. Lord, we all know that everything. That we need to act your 
the word says that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So this morning, uh, I want to extend the invitation again to you to push back your plate from now until 5 p.m. where we just jump on the line, fill it with a prayer and a praise, crack a couple of jokes, super quick confirmation call uh, at 5 p.m. today, hosted by uh, Rochelle Duncan. So I want to make sure that that's on the table. It is also a great day um, to serve someone that's underprivileged. Uh, that goes hand in hand with fasting. I'm going to have to do a teaching on that, but there may be somebody in your local area that's in need or just be a blessing to someone in the process of your fasting. Amen. Um, this morning, and I thank Jonathan for yesterday and uh, Prophetess Lavina for Monday and today, we're going to walk right into, again, and we're just talking about sanctification. There are levels to this. If I were to title this at all, <laughs> uh, it would be titled, Dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking. Now listen, for those of you that, that struggle uh, with suicidal thoughts, please, ma'am, please, sir. Don't take my title literally. It is not a suggestion to kill yourself at all. <laughs> it is um, ultimately, as a believer and as a, a spirit empowered by Holy Spirit, it is our goal to die. It is our goal to die to um, our affections. It is our goal to die to our agendas, our objectives, our ideas, um, and and unfortunately, our toxic thinking and our broken systems literally just due to a lack of knowledge. And so this morning, um, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive in the Word. And um, preferably by the time it's over, there will be not only a uh, an impartation, but again, I know that when you start talking about sanctification, if you were brought up in a religious sect and, and you were told 579 million times that you're going to hell, hopefully I will help ease some of that fear and frustration and push you into uh, a greater revelation of the truth of how much God loves you and how that even when you are in your broken places and spaces, he never leaves or forsakes us. He is constant. He's a consistent friend. Um, that even when you are in errored ways, it is not him who turns his back on you. It is not him who condemns you to hell. It's usually people who don't have an understanding of the truth of what God is. And so um, am I saying you have permission to just do whatever you want? Absolutely not. After a while, your returned love, a reciprocity should say, there are certain things that really, honestly, the more you die to self, the more you die to your agenda, the more you die to your objective, uh, the more those things fall off. Sorry, Google got a little carried away. 
Amen. And so let's let's go directly into the word. Um today I'm gonna talk a little bit about the carnal mind. I'm gonna talk a little bit about carnality. Um it's it's not something that we talk about a lot. Um it's not something that we make emphasis of. Uh oh, hold on one second, guys. Sorry, I thought something playing in the background. Okay. All right. Um, it's not something that we we investigate. Um, and, and to be real honest, it's probably something that we borderline avoid because it's, it's sensitive in nature. Uh, let me give you the definition of carnal. Uh, relating to or given to crude bodily pleasure and or appetites. That's the... Uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, um, temporal, uh, worldly, as you would hear grandma and them say back in the day, means that, uh, and, and notice that uh, the word in and of itself, the idea of carnality is fueled from uh, two major organs. Your organ from your heart goes directly to your stomach, right? That is also connected directly to your genitalia. Isn't it amazing that those three, there's a major artery that uh, goes through each of those items from your heart to your belly, from your belly to your sex organs, right? All of which are generally fueled by what's in your heart that gravitates to and through your mind. Uh, As we travel and travail through the processes of um, gaining a deeper revelation or a deeper understanding of the truth of who God is, um, you start to, and, and again, the closer you get to God, the more he refines even the things that you need to repair, right? The more you get up on light, the more you see infractions or um, imperfections, the more you see things that need to be altered. Just a quick reminder, if you're just joining, please, ma'am, please sir, mute your line for us. Amen. Um, the, the greater you get to a place of illumination, um, Sonia just said it a moment ago, Psalms 119, 130 says, the entrance of his word gives light and adds understanding. The more you gain an understanding of who you are as it relates to kingdom citizenship, who you are as it relates to being a joint heir with the Father, who you are as it relates to being a son and having access to everything that he is, to everything that he offers, to everything that he extends, Uh, the greater the revelation of how to move forward, how to um, make corrections and adjustments behaviorally, right? And and the reality is, uh, more often than not, if you give yourself permission, right, you, you give yourself permission to live a life of freedom, everything changes. And I promise I'm going to give you some word in just one second. One of the things that um, I have discovered as I I journey 
um, is that the closer you stay to the ground, listen, in other words, the more humble you remain, um, the shorter the distance if a fall, right? Um, fasting helps with humility. Fasting helps with submission and surrender. Fasting helps with um, submitting your will and dying to self. It is um, your responsibility to humble yourself lest God humble you. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's, it's a painful, painful process. Um, ask me how I know. Right? So I'm not, not talking about something somebody suggested. Um, humility is a very expensive process and has much to do with the sanctification process. Right? So um, as we start to identify what our appetites are that are uh, potentially predicated on bad information or a broken system or a faulty uh, suggestion from an authority figure, someone you trust, know, and love to guide you into security and truth in the word of God. I don't know about you all, uh, but for me, um, and again, <clears throat> again, all well-meaning, this is not to belittle, put down, it's not about uh, making the church be deduced to uh, just a, a bunch of broken systems, but people can only give you what they have. People can only give you what they have from a place of understanding that they've acquired during their journey. So this morning, hopefully, we will be able to, with a simple conversation, be able to dismantle, uh, dismantle uh, systems that are no longer serving you, okay? Uh, we, we may be able to um, have a, a, a moment of demolition, a, a process where we break down the things in the eyes of our understanding that are not only no longer serving you, um, but it have kept you in a place of stuck. How do you know that you are stuck? Again, the title is Dead Man Walking. Listen, you know you are stuck when you pray and you are still just as anxious uh, when you finish as when you began to pray. Um, you know that you are stuck or perhaps have a broken or a bad system when you recognize that the last time you had a situation, God brought you out. But here you are at the very same uh, bottom or base of the mountain again, and your fear and anxiety is as high as it was uh, the last time he proved himself strong in your life. You're you're at the uh at the beginning of that system or cycle that's no longer serving you again, uh, when you complain to God and whine to God about your situation, God, don't you see what's going on in my life? Can't you uh, tell that I'm having a hard time or I'm struggling, understanding and knowing that he sees all things and knows all things at all times because he is omniscient, right? You you get to a place where uh, you stop asking questions of God and then begin to interrogate self. How much of that is based in, riddled in, centered in, fueled by 
a carnal mentality. Now, while it talks about uh, sensuality or sexuality, I want you to consider your appetite. I want you to consider your diet. I want you to consider the things you digest, keeping in mind that faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God, right? What is it that you listen to on a regular basis? How do you fuel your spirit? How often do you spend time in meditation, not clearing your brain, but being open to the truth of what God has already said because you've got some word in you and Holy Spirit brings all things to your remembrance? How uh, many hours a day do you spend time in solace and quiet and just uh, listen to Holy Spirit and his leading and guiding? When is the last time you got up and said, good morning, Holy Spirit? When is the last time you uh, didn't roll over and grab your phone and begin Facebooking when you woke up, but instead rolled out of your bed onto your knees? Again, the lower you stay, the shorter the fall. We're talking about dead men walking. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. I'm going to read it in the Message Bible because you guys know I'm a little hood and sometimes I like to laugh. And as serious as the nature of the topic of this conversation is, it is imperative that you understand it is written in black and white, plain English, and coupled with uh, submission and surrender, humility, and uh, living from a place of spiritual eyes and spiritual understanding, it changes the perspective in such a way that depression has no room or no space, that anxiety, fear, and frustration get run off. It, it, it begins to shift the trajectory of your life exponentially rather suddenly. So much so that as time goes on, you simply become uh, unrecognizable to yourself. Again, 1 Corinthians 3. And the reading is going to be a little bit lengthy, but when I finish, you'll understand why. But for right now, friends, I'm completely frustrated by your unspiritual dealings with each other and with God. You're acting like infants in relation to Christ capable of nothing more than nourishing at the breast. Well then, I'll nurse you since you don't seem to be capable of anything in the excess. As long as you grab for what makes you feel good, makes you look important, are you really much different than a babe at the breast? Content only when everything's going your way. When one of you say, I'm on Paul's side. And another says, well, I'm for Paulus. Aren't you being totally infantile? That's talking about denominations, y'all, because technically we're all on the same side. Who do you think Paul is anyway, or Paulus, for that matter? Servants, both of us. Servants who wait on you as uh, gradually learn to entrust your lives uh, our to our mutual master. We each carried out our servant assignments. I planted the seeds. Apollos watered the plants. But God 
made you grow. It's not the one who plants, nor is it the one who waters, who is at the center of this process, but God. It's God who makes things grow. Planting and watering are menial servant jobs at minimum wage. What makes them worth doing is uh, the God we are serving. You happen to be God's field in which we are working. Or to put it another way, you are God's house. Using the gift of God gave me as a good architect, I designed blueprints and Apollos put up the walls and let each carpenter who comes on the job take care to build on the foundation, keeping in mind that there's only one foundation, the one already laid, and that's Jesus Christ. Take particular care in picking out the building materials. Eventually, there's going to be an inspection. If you use cheap or inferior material, You'll be found out. We'll, we'll all know. The inspection will be thorough and rigorous. You won't get by with a single thing. If your worst work passes inspection, perfect. If it doesn't, your part, your part of the building will be torn out and started over. But you won't be torn out. You listening? You will survive. But just barely. You realize, uh, you realize, don't you, that you are the temple of God and God himself is present in you. No one will get by vandalizing God's temple. You can be positive of that. God's temple is sacred and you, remember, are the temple. So don't fool yourself. Don't think that you can be wise merely by being up to date with the times. Be God's fool. Yep, that's what it said. Be God's fool. That's the path to true wisdom. What the world calls smart, God calls simple. It's written in scripture. I'm going to stop right there. Um, there, uh, When you get an opportunity, go, just go, go check out the entire passage. Um, I would technically read it in the King James Version. But I wanted it to be in as plain of English um, as possible. The reality is sanctification, um, while not always comfortable, uh, while not always um, favored or favorable, is not just a process, but it is a, um, a place and space and time where you are constantly conscious of the presence of God. Doesn't mean that you walk around um, chanting all day or speaking in tongues or walk around with your Bible in your hands. It just means that you are present. That first and foremost, you don't have to do this thing called life alone. That you have company. That you have the benefactor literally living inside of you. That you have access to the one that gives authority, to the one that uh, leads and guides you, to the one that has the ability um, to change the trajectory of your life in a matter of moments, right? It, it is your responsibility to understand the authority 
authority that you stand in. With that in mind, um, familiar passage of scripture, Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So in other words, who aren't focused on their appetite, their agenda, their objective, their ideology, their theory, their wisdom, um, their philosophy, rather lean um, to the idea of the truth, which is we were spirit before we were ever flesh, right? We were um, literally empowered. No different than um, when God crafted Adam, he blew spirit into his nostrils, right? The, the Ruha breath of God. So when you start to understand that sanctification happens the more, the more you submit yourself to the fact that you don't have to process everything at your level, at the infantile stage. The more you spend time in your word, the more you guard your ears, um, the more you intake the truth of who God says you are, the deeper and greater revelation you have of what your role and responsibility is. I'm going to ask a question. We're talking about dead man walking this morning. I, I want to ask you this. What are you here for? I was quiet intentionally. What what are you what is your purpose? What are you designed to solve in the earth? If somebody came and asked you today and they had an opportunity to present to you, um, would you be able to tell them what you were created to do? What you were created to solve? What's the demographic that you are called to serve? Do you know, um, and this is not about titles, this is about offices, this is about heart posture. Um, do you perhaps have uh, the mantle of uh, the evangelist? Do you love to see people come to know who Christ is? Are you uh, actively uh, daydreaming about serving outside the walls of the church? Are you called to nurture and love on uh, people and help build them up and walk them through? Do you hold the office of the pastor? Um, are you designed and created to um, actively engage in warfare on a consistent base? Does uh, Holy Spirit wake you up at 3, 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 12 o'clock in the morning with a tugging or a pulling uh, to get up and pray? And generally, it's not just for you, but for those that you know are in desperate need, but Holy Spirit will actually tell you who to pray what for. Is that you? Are you the active intercessor, right? Are, are you highly administrative and uh, you see where things are out of place or out of tune or inactive and you have all kinds of ideas and visions and um, uh, hopes for whatever ministry you partake in or perhaps it's just in your living room, right? Have you gotten to the place where going to work and coming home and 
cooking dinner and being a wife uh, leaves a bunch of question marks when you lay in your bed, there's got to be more than this. <laughs> this could not possibly be all uh, there is to this. There's got to be something in addition to uh, just getting up and going to work and paying bills and coming home. Is that you? Is is that you that's asking that question? Man, what else? What now? What next? We're we're talking about a dead man walking. Now get this. If none of those things, and and of course there are a plethora more. None of those things into your mind, the the how-to or uh, there's got to be more or I know uh, I, I got to be able to do something outside or just work at the retail store. Now, and listen, I'm not, I'm not talking about the retail store. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're a janitor. I don't care if you work at 7-Eleven. If those questions never come up in your mind, chances are you literally are still drinking milk spiritually. If you haven't gotten to the place where there's an unfulfilled area, um, just in the posture of your heart where you got 18 million questions and you spend a bunch of time trying to figure out how do I get out of here? How do I move from this place to that place? Could it be that you spend so much time pleasing you Worrying about your goals, your objectives, your agenda, the idea that was planted in you by mama them and daddy them and grandma them. Maybe uh, you are in a place of frustration because everything you start, you can't seem to finish. We're, we're just talking about dead man walking. See, the reality is, the more you spend time being present, the more you spend time being conscious of the fact that Holy Spirit lives inside of you and was simply um, given as an added tool to operate in the purposes and the promises of God according to what is written of you. I knew you in your unformed state, and all the days of your life were written before you lived one day. If you sit at any time on your lunch break or uh, perhaps you're between gigs and you daydream about infinite possibilities, I need to let you know today that chances are that's the vein you should be traveling in. But the problem is, based on cultural norms and societal ideologies, uh, if not present of who Holy Spirit is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if not consciously engaging and actively saying, what should I do next? Where should I go today? Actively listening for that gentle nudge that says turn left, even though uh, the place you were headed uh, is to the right of you. Uh, actively engaging with uh, making sure that you are spiritually aware and cognizant of the fact that you have an agenda, but God has an objective. His objective is to see his kingdom on earth 
as it is in heaven through you. But the problem with that is, and and I want to paint a picture for you. We're talking about dead man walking. What if just us, uh, what if each one of us were operating from a place of purpose and promise? What if every single one of us were engaged with who God called us from the set foundation of the earth when he released our spirit to the body that we currently occupy? What if all of us were actively engaged in the purpose and the promise and the intent of God for our lives? What if you were fully submitted and surrendered and humbled yourself and your heart posture was that, that anywhere you send me, God, I'll go. What if just us on this call would give God a yes from down on the inside of ourselves? I mean, it might make us a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, We might be a little bit more conscious of our sin life. But listen, uh, that just requires greater grace. His grace will never run out. The Bible says that a righteous man falleth seven times. And if you were raised like I was in really, really religious and traditional settings where everything was about rules, you'll understand that it's hard to unlearn that one thing literally has nothing to do with the other. You cannot outsend God's grace. But this is the beautiful thing. We're talking about a dead man walking. The more we submit our will to God, the more our carnal ways begin uh, to be cast down and brought under subjection and uh, scrutinized with our own hand because the reality is sin doesn't uh, just hurt God. And even though he hates it, it really affects how you see yourself before him. Right? So you know how when you ran out, you got high or you laid up in the middle of the night, child, somewhere you ain't had no business, or you uh, lied or cheated or stole a little something, you know that guilt is something else. It will drive you borderline crazy if you let it. And so then technically uh, you have put yourself in a position where now you want to hide from God, kind of like Adam after he ate the fruit that he was uh, forbidden to eat, no different than uh, when he walked with the Lord in the cool of the day. Adam, well, well, where you go? Where art thou, honey? (laughs) What you hiding for is not like I can't see you. You know I'm everywhere. I have no beginning. I have no end. I am omnipresent. I am infinite without measure. I, I didn't start, so I'll never finish. I'm here. I'm looking at you. And trying to figure out what you hiding for. You know, find yourself hiding from God in your mind's eye, because that's technically, you know, you kind of think you you getting away, <laughs> you getting away with something. I don't know about you guys, but when I still had patterns of sin, and not that I'm perfect on today, um, you know, t- today is more than my my mind than it is a physicality. Right, So we take those moments, again, of being conscious and aware of knowing what we're thinking about, knowing what we're listening to. There are certain things I just can't listen to. Certain places I just can't go. 
certain places I absolutely love to go that people wouldn't expect me to go to because I understand what I'm called to in evangelism and discipleship. Uh, it, it lends to uh, being places that the religious folks wouldn't particularly understand, but it's what I'm called to. Right. You you get to a place where you start to identify what your truth is. You start to say, okay, now, while I know there's got to be more than this, the question you then start to ask yourself is, where is uh, my ability to discipline my thought process? Where is my ability to hold and maintain some level of accountability? Let me tell you who struggles the absolute worst. You listening? I'm going to make you uncomfortable, and hopefully I'll make you mad. That's probably my intention right here. If you are an isolator and you spend more time than not alone, chances are your thought life is horrible. You probably support systems that are negative and horrible self-talk. You probably don't hold yourself accountable because in your mind's eye, you feel as if nobody cares and nobody sees and nobody knows. So it doesn't matter. Well, the truth is you are a spirit. Holy Spirit lives down on the inside of you. That's, that's not my opinion. That's Romans 8. And nine, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man not have the spirit of God, he not his. So, usually people that isolate themselves beat themselves up. You suffer with depression and anxiety. I'm not saying this is everybody's story, but. I kind of have an idea. A lot of times uh, when you spend a whole bunch of time by yourself, you end up with uh, idiosyncrasies and addictions that you did not mean to have because in your mind nobody's watching, but you are a spirit. And everything we do, we take Holy Spirit with us. So if you get high him too, <laughs> I only know because me and Holy Spirit used to smoke blunt. Um, before I understood <laughs> what dead men walking looked like, before I understood that I was responsible for maintaining and keeping my temple pure and washing my hands and asking God to search me over and over and over again and anything that's not like you by fire, burn it out of me. Right? That's, it's hard when you are in an isolated place to hold yourself accountable. And guess what? This, this is the dope part. That even Jesus, when he began his ministry, the first thing he did when he started his ministry was build his team. Don't you get it? There is a method to this. There is a strategy to this. There is a system to this. There is a process to this. Right? It is our responsibility to operate from a place of surrender and submission, even when it comes to building relationships that will not only hold you accountable, but uh, some of them are refining. They will help you in areas that you are weak. We're, we're simply talking about sanctification. Right? When, when you grow up 
you know, after you pass those infantile stages of just your original yes, there's more work to do. And again, there are levels to this. There are layers to this. There are degrees to this. There are dimensions. There are realms to this. But why do something alone when you can have um, companionship and company in the process? It is your responsibility to be open uh, again, and that's that's being cognizant and present with Holy Spirit. Do you not know that Holy Spirit will start to connect you with people randomly that are supposed to be a part of your life for the duration of your life? Ask me how I know. Right? It is really important that you are aware because sometimes you're sitting in a room with somebody that God has a desire to connect you with. But because you've not done the work of of submitting yourself in times of prayer or taking the time to fast, your flesh is so alive that you and your insecurities won't allow you to see somebody that may be a little bit more refined in the word, more refined in walking this thing out. You you may not even notice the, the one that was sent to empower you. Matter of fact, that thing down on the inside of you, that thing that still has a little bit of jealousy to it will tell you, I ain't talking, she thinks she's such a much. He thinks he all that. Yeah, that that's kind of what happens, right? You're not careful. A carnal mind uh, will have you thinking that somebody that God sent in your life to assist you in the process of learning what it looks like to live a sanctified, a set-apart, uh, a studious life before the king is, is your enemy when in fact they were to help you get to a place of deliverance you didn't even know existed. We're just talking about a dead man walking. What that looks like is, um, that looks like when you get the nudge uh, in the middle of the night or early morning or whatever it is and how God uses you, uh, you, you get to a place where you start to uh, yield your ideas to the objectives of heaven. First uh, Corinthians 3 and 1, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. At some point, we have to grow up lay aside every weight that so easily beset you, those things that have been um, historical patterns, some of them generational, some of them uh, were sent to destroy future generations. Half the time, it's not even about you. We're talking about a dead man walking, having the courage uh, to die to yourself and be honest with uh, character flaws and integrity issues and correct old ways and learn about the truth of repentance. It doesn't mean just a verbal apology. It means uh, transitioning from one place to the next. It's not a 360. It's a 180. It's about changing processes that are no longer serving you. I'm going to ask this question again as I prepare to wrap it up, and we'll go uh, into love, life, and victory shortly. But if I asked you what you were created to do, seriously, could you tell me? Do you know? If I asked you uh, whose life were you sent to empower? 
I can hear somebody right now with negative self-talk saying, I don't got nothing. I ain't good at nothing. I'm not talented. I don't know. And, and borderline annoyed because I asked the question, right? For some of us, there's a, a level of immaturity. Let me tell you a secret. You start surrendering and submitting your will to God. You start giving your heart, your mind, your ideas to Holy Spirit. He will grow you up so fast, it will blow your mind. Right? You still, you still cussing people out at the light because they cut you off. You still operating from a place of road rage, wanting to throw something out your window, honey, and bust somebody's window out. That was me. I, that's how I know, you know. <laughs> that's, that's who I was. I was a hot mess, right, just mean for no reason, living a life of being unfulfilled, and then I learned how to die, y'all, right? I'd love to do uh, what everybody else gets away with. Child, well, I'm lying. I wouldn't really love to do it because I can't operate from a place of guilt and shame. I don't have time for that. I have things that I have to build I'm responsible for. And after a while, uh, your appetite changes. The things that you consume changes. The things that you crave and desire change. The things that you see uh, through the eyes of your understanding, knowing that the entrance of his word gives light and adds understanding the outcomes begin to manifest differently because all you want to do is be who, what, how God said he desires for you to be so that his life, right, can be mimicked in the earth in such a way that it would draw all men unto him so that none would be lost. That's like for real. (laughs) And you'd have to know my history to understand, child, that, that wasn't always Uh, my focal point, mostly, but not always. And the more I learned to go ahead and admit my broken system, the more I gave myself permission not to stay in systems and cycles that absolutely debilitate me, where I end up riddled with guilt and shame and brokenness because I'm not willing to submit my appetite to the truth of who God says I am. Dead man walking. Honey, die. And it's a day-by-day process. And guess what? Sometimes you're not going to get it right. But we know without a shadow of a doubt that when you don't participate in your own healing, when you don't participate in humbling yourself and giving yourself uh, to the things of the Father, when you don't actively engage with the Spirit and find time to meditate and to read the Word, listen, uh, you end up praying empty prayers and feeling powerless because there are no results. Every word you say means absolutely nothing if your heart is not in agreement with what you say. Out of your mouth, you're saying, I'm healed. But in your heart, you're saying, this is never going to get any better. Out of your mouth, you're saying, God, I love you. I trust you, but in your heart, you're terrified that what happened last time will happen again, but this time you won't recover. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all 
his ways. When you start to kill off the fleshly thoughts and uh, the fleshly interactions and those things that uh, demonstrate that your appetite really ain't about who God says you are, but really about accomplishing and completing that which you had in your mind out of finish and to complete. When you give yourself permission to say, God, for real, listen, I don't know how, I don't know what this looks like. Um, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to um, actively hearing your word and not reading it like it's a novel or a book, but understanding it's a legally binding document. It is like reading a will. There is an inheritance for you in the word of God, some things that he wants to get in your hands. And guess what? Sometimes it requires having relationships that make you uncomfortable because you've been violated in times past. That means you need to heal. That means you need to say, Holy Spirit, where am I broken at that I can't get into a position to receive anything? All we ever have to do is receive the truth of who God says about us and operate uh, operate in it from a place of our spirit, man. Nurture our spirit in such a way that we are in one accord with what the heavens are already saying about who you are. Don't you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Ah, Don't you know that you are the apple of God's eye? Don't you know, beloved, above all I would, that you would prosper even as your soul prosper and be in good health? There is no sickness in the heavens. There is no depression or anxiety in the heavens. But you've got to understand, you've got to engage your spirit. Your flesh will keep you in broken places and spaces. You'll be disappointed because you put expectations on men that don't have the capacity to supply the thing that was never intended to serve that area of your life. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that every day you say, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to illuminate the things that keep me from operating in the greatness that I'm called to because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Holy Spirit, uh, teach me how to trust your leading and your guiding, and I will never leave you alone, but I will leave you a comforter. We got company, y'all, and he'll walk us into places and situations and circumstances and sit us at tables that we feel like we are not qualified for when in actuality they're not qualified to hang out with us. How about that? When you start to operate from a place of spirit realm, we're talking about dead man walking, you start to recognize that living this life has the ability to become effortless if you decide that he knows best for you, according to Romans 8 and 28, that even trouble and tribulation and trying times and hardness is all employed to make you better did not come to kill you. It just came to kill you. You dig? Like, if you get that, like for real, if you really, really get that, as hard as some of the things uh, that I've experienced have been, as sorrowful and painful as they were, listen, I wouldn't take back a single thing. It paid for a level of humility that many of you will never understand. 
It gave me the power to not apologize for who I am or what I'm called to walk in. And it took 50 years. But it took me 50 years, so it doesn't have to take you any extended amount of time. And I don't care how old you are. If you get the revelation of what I'm saying this morning, your life can be different tomorrow. Does it mean that everything I want, I have? Um, well, kind of. <laughs> now, once upon a time, I wouldn't have seen it like that. Right? And that's only because the things that I want are what heaven has already said of who I am. Not hard to please. And that is a direct response to learning how to be a dead man walking. Right? The spirit is life. I'm so alive inside, y'all. If I could take out of me what I have and hand it to each of you one by one, I promise I would. There is such great peace, and the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. I promise it's okay to die. It ensures that you live. So with that being said, uh, there may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. Don't hesitate to do so now. Great morning, guys. Good morning, Dion. Good morning. Hey, Moxie. Good morning. Good morning. This is Rita. Hey, Rita. Good morning. Hey, Kim. Good morning. Good morning. This is Kat. Good morning. Hey, Kat, girl. Good morning. I got a testimony when everybody gets through. Okay. We're going to be listening for it. Good morning, family. It's Angela. Hey, and good, good morning. Good morning, it's my Kiwa. Hey, my Kiwa. Good morning, babe. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, family. This is Prosperous Pam. Hey, Pammy. Good morning, babe. Good morning, good morning, good morning Mr. Hey, Zach. Good morning, my family prayer and loss of my grandfather. Oh, goodness. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Dion. Diane. Hey, Diane. Good morning. Who else good was that? Morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Good morning, Patsy. Hi. Hey, Patsy. Great morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Hey, Krishanda girl, good morning. Good morning, Miss Leonia. Great decoration. Thank you. Great morning, Mother. Good morning, this good is morning, Mary. Denise. Hey, Mary, good morning. And who else was that? It's Priscilla. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Denise. <laughs> and Priscilla, I think. Yep, you're right. Good morning. All right. Hey, girl. Good morning, Minister Humble Al. Hey, Humble Al. Good morning. Good morning. This is Swanita. Hey, Swanita. Good morning. Good morning, morning, everyone. 
Uh-oh, I, I hear nobody name. Say it again. Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda, girl. Morning, Radical Shell. Hey, Shell, morning. Good morning, it's Kent Killer Tesla. Happy Wednesday. Hey, Kedra, good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning before we go into love, life, and victory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Brother E. Amen. Good, good morning, Diamond oh. in the back. Sunroof top, child. Dig it in the scene. <laughs> Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Hello? Yes. Hey, sis, this is Kat. Look, hey, good, great declaration. Beware of the dead man walking. That's what I got. Hey. <laughs> I was, the other day I was, um, <laughs> the other day I was, um, I went I went into my house and somewhat right, you know how you look around and it's just irritated, you know, so my body language I guess showed that I was irritated. My uh-huh. husband looked and he, he he tilted his head like and I I'm, I'm up at I'm up at ten. It was like said. I said, I'm irritated. And then the minute I said I was irritated, I just sat down. Because I knew that my skin was boiling. So being aware of the dead man walking, you know what I'm saying? I, I sat down and I and I just, Lord, please help me. You know, I I knew that I needed to call on the Lord right then before the day was gonna be just tore up, messed up. Mm-hmm. So I sat there and I sat there quietly, just sat there, didn't say nothing else. Normally it'd be like it takes for what? It was back for, right? So I just sat there and I was praying. I said, Lord, please help me. Please, you know, this this irritates. And I, um as I sat there, I got quieter. And I mm-hmm. my hand is on the on the uh, my my uh elbow is on the couch and I'm holding my head and then I sat up and just was quiet. So my husband had sat down and he just looking. Then he got up, moved around a little bit, you know, and um I have to praise God because at the end of the day the day went so peaceful and I realized that the peace had came from me sitting down. Being aware of the dead man, just sitting there humbling myself, sitting down and asking God to help in that situation. But saying it out loud, sitting down, you know, being aware of it, sitting down and and, and allowing God to move in it had blessed the whole day. I hadn't had peace in my house like that in God knows when. I, I can't even remember. And I'm so excited about the Holy Spirit and when you obey and, and you know, you know that when you know what to do and learn what to do and do it, the outcome of it be so beautiful. 
And some mm-hmm. people probably look at that as little, but that was so big for me. Mm-hmm. Glory be to God. You hear me? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful day. Absolutely. He's just looking at me all weird. He couldn't believe that. And it goes no further. Yep. Yep. It's, it's I'm literally. I'm so grateful of being aware of the dead man walking and mm-hmm. allowing God to move when we, when, you know, I'm just grateful. So I just wanted to share that because when you were speaking, it just came to me. And I thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for your declaration. Amen. That's that's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. proud of you. That's a, and I know, you. you know, that's a big deal. Yeah. So, hey, I'm so grateful, you know, on how you yep. move in that area. Like you said, when you were at 10, to be able to notice that thing and bring it down. Oh, yeah. thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yep. I'm grateful. The outcome Definitely a big deal. Yes. Thank you. Amen. 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 Anybody else have a question, comment, testimony? Anybody? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just want to comment because I, I kept seeing when you were talking about the carnal mind and the correlation, I kept seeing this image in my head about a hole, a wall, and how this wall was being put back together, but the wall wasn't put back together by, by itself. It's like there was another hand there. And there's a as the wall was getting paid back with the cement and the brick, each brick was getting a hand on it, and we touched back. And so every time I kept seeing it, I said, oh, that's God. He put the bricks back together, but he said, I'm not by, you know, by yourself. I'm with you every step of the way. Every brick, I'm with yeah. you. And it was so powerful. And I'm just like, whoa. So here I am, you know, with COVID and thinking about the impossibilities. I can't do nothing, right? But I said, wait a minute. God is there. He's doing everything. He's got me in every which way. Absolutely. God bless you. Um, I just like, you know, for me, I was supposed to be doing a, uh, my, my, my men's ministry this Monday, and I felt so frustrated because I was ready to do, but it's like God said, a, a yellow a yellow light, you know, um, not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's At least you listen. Yes, ma'am. The empowering thing is God is, his voice, when we are clear, we can hear his voice. Sometimes we have to get us in a place where we can hear his sound. So I praise yeah. God for a little to hear his sound. Amen. Super good stuff. Thank you for sharing, humble Al. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Somebody else was about to speak when he started. Who was that? That was Kedrilla. So um, I can God for declaration. Wait, 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 wait. You got to take yourself off speaker. You're chopping in and out. Can you hear me better now? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Is that better? Yes. Okay. So um, I thank God for your declaration. I thank God for you. So when you said when you get out of bed, get on your knees, and humble yourself, that's a shorter distance for if there is a fall. And... um. I just want to testify to something. So someone gifted me a car, and it's not about me. It's about God manifesting himself in my life. Someone gifted me a car. The car was old, so it broke down. It broke down, so I took it to the shop, 
And of course, they I, when I took it to the shop, they gave me a loaner car. So they gave me the 2022 with all the bells and whistles. I'm going somewhere with this. I promise you, with all the bells and whistles to try to convince me to get a good, a newer car or whatever it is. But and I could just see myself. I'm working the job. I can get the new car and stuff. But I was like, nope. I'm gonna appreciate this car that was gifted to me that I ain't gotta pay no money for before. I get the big head and get prideful and try to jump in that new thing. So it's like that was just such a confirmation for me to remain humble and grateful for what God is doing and to trust my process. So I thank God for you for being a conduit to um, the word and um, operating in your gifts. I love you. Amen. I love you too, babe. Thank you for sharing and, and absolutely accurate. Been more time being grateful and thankful than anything else. And what you'll you'll find is you'll have more things to be grateful for. I promise you. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, DSL. Um, great hey. declaration. Hey. I like when you say it, but you changed it, but I like it. It made sense. The dismantle, and then you went to dismantle. The the dismantle may or may Uh, not be a word, but it makes sense because it's the changing of the mind. Um, uh And then the dismantling is taking that stance because you have a new understanding of what the position is of changing your mind. Um, That was dope. So I just want to tell you, you didn't make no mistake. You know you didn't, but I just received it as, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the dismantling, so the changing of the mind. And we have to be Mm -hmm. conscious about that, just like what Catherine said and um, Kedra about just, you know, recognizing when that thing happened and not just, you know, going with the flow or, or, you know, nurturing that, that thought that turns into, you know, self-pride and whatnot. But good word this morning. Love you, sis. Amen. Amen. God be praised. <clears throat> Amen. Anybody else? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, I want to say that when you and the um, Holy Spirit was Get high? Did you? Did you um, what you meant by that? Did you finish what you were gonna say? Um. Yeah. Just, well. Yeah. I, so I, I must have missed. I must have missed part of it because I, I didn't. I didn't hear what you said. When me and Holy Spirit was getting high, what? Right. So what? You, what? What do you mean by that? I I used to smoke weed before I yeah like a whole bunch of other folks. That that's that's all. I was high. Okay. If he lived inside okay, of me, I, I was making him high too, right? No, no. Well, no, no, because you you said no, that no. That's you. that's just that's just you being um. I, no, I, that that's, was me not, being that's not me being nothing, sister. You said me and the Holy Spirit. What I said is, whatever you do, you subject the Holy Spirit to. That's what I said, and I'm, I'm. That's you can have a, a 
sidebar conversation because that's not that that wasn't the intent. That's just how you perceived it. I'm I'm sure everybody that's listening knows that was me saying I smoked weed until I understood who I was. Like maybe somebody else smoked crack or did heroin or whatever. If you've ever accepted Christ and the Holy Spirit is given to us the moment that we accept Jesus. Everything that we do, from fornicating to using to lying to stealing, we subject the Holy Spirit to. That's what I said. That 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 was the intent of that statement. And I understand that, my sister. You're not giving a biblical uh, reference to that. And the only reason why, and, and this is why I'm saying this, because somebody who's out there who hears that, we and the Holy Spirit used to gangbang. We and the Holy Spirit used to do that. And that's not right. Holy Spirit is the divine part of the Godhead. It has nothing to do with what we do or what we said or what we or what we or what we do. Yeah, he, do, he doesn't have he doesn't participate in it, but he is present when we do it. So anyway, you made your point. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, I understand we are the temple of the living God, right? That's that's what we are. We are the temple of the living God. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Everything that we do that's outside of the will of God, we subject Holy Spirit to every time we do it. When we Period. repent, when we repent, when we come into a new conversion to God, and the Holy Spirit enters our lives. But before that, it's nothing that had to do with the Holy Spirit. It's only when life is sick. If I'm out there doing what I have to do, it has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit, my sister. So to, so to say that when I was doing this, Holy, I was doing it with the Holy Spirit, it's not true. I didn't say I was. I, I, I didn't say I was doing it with the Holy Spirit. I said I subjected the Holy Spirit to all of that, and that that's enough of that. Stop there. Stop. Stop there. That's that's enough. Thank you. Anybody else have anything? Hi, Dion. It's Kim. Thank you Thank so you. much because that was freedom for me. Um, <laughs> you know, you walk around with conviction. Because when you when you do accept Christ, you know the the vices that you have they don't drop off the minute the Holy Spirit at all. In, not and not one little bit. The president, right? It, it's the renewing of your mind that causes Absolutely. you to fall in love, and then those things you you allow the Spirit to deliver you from out of the Absolutely. love relationship that you develop. I thank you so much because that set me uh, my mind at peace. And I'm my son and and my you know I I have six kids. And they're, they range from, and what's my son? My daughter's 30. Uh, anyway, they're, you know, I'm pretty old. But uh, back in the day, I, I struggled with the same. And I, I beat myself up for many years thinking, wait a minute, Kim, this is so contradictory. Um, and it, as, as time went on, the conviction, e- each time I would have, you know, I go to a party that I, I wasn't comfortable with, I could tell that the spirit was growing, getting stronger, and more yeah. and more of me was dying. And I love, I love that you are comfortable in, in who you are and, and that you share transparently because that's where breakthrough comes from. Thank you, my sister. I love you dearly. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim, for sharing. And I, I think that, and again, a lot of it has to do 
with, for real, when you start breaking religion off your thought process and God begins to free you from just a lot of times stuff that don't have nothing to do with anything, honestly. I know I was I was taught some stuff that to date doesn't serve me. But when you are intentional about building relationships, with the Father, and you are intentional about learning the Word of God, I promise you, even those areas of struggle, even those areas of um, where, like for real, you find yourself falling over um, and falling over into temptation, the more you submit your will to God, the greater the deliverance. You know, sometimes people think the only thing that deliverance is is when you spit and hack, and that's not that's not always it. When you get a revelation of who God is, something happens in your mind. Um, and I think Kat gave a great example of that today, where she was able to stop what she was on, stop where she had positioned herself, and literally recalibrate. And even down to when I finally um, got to a point, because I, I probably was 24, 25 years old, um, and I remember the, the moment that um, I was like, oh, I have zero desire to be high. And, and it just, I just stopped. Right? And I think every blue moon, um, I would call myself trying to do it again. And it seemed, <laughs> seemed like the the further I got away from it, the more high I would be, child. <laughs> and then I just was like, okay, that's, that's all right. Enough of that. <laughs> Um, to the degree that it wouldn't even matter if somebody around me smoked. I didn't care. I just didn't want to be high, right? And so that sanctification process, that dying to yourself, it happens uh, a slow, sure process, but as, as intentional as you are about building, developing, and uh, cultivating a relationship with Holy Spirit and spending more time uh, devoted to spiritual things than you are to carnal things, that's when things begin to change. I, I promise you. Otherwise, you subject Holy Spirit to everything that you struggle with. He is present with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even when you don't honor him with your life, he's present. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying you could just do whatever you want to do. After a while, you just don't want to. Seriously. That's, I'm After cool. a while, you can, okay. Yeah. I love it. And you get to the place where you, you recognize that you grieve the Holy Spirit. Like, you can feel it. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. it. That's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Absolutely. Hey. Good morning, Didi. I was listening. Good um. Wow. Shell got me, though, too, because when you said dismantle, it hit me. So I was like, well, that makes sense because it is a dismantling of the mind when you are not renewing your mind daily, all through the day, really. Dead man walking, this is so good and so rich, and it makes so much sense. But what really stuck out is that humility piece, because it is an expensive process. And sure. um, your nephew, Armani, I'm going to send it to you, the little piece of it. He's talking about um, a fake a fake part of it. And, it. and he's talking about the church and how, like you just made the point, um, grieving the Holy Spirit. Because no matter where we do, where we go, he's there, he's present. And so we can't act like, you know, you hiding. Who are you hiding from? He knows all of mm -hmm. our mess. So so stop mm -hmm. fronting. 
because there ain't no future in it. And um, <laughs> just be free, because whom the sun says free is free indeed, and that's all of it. Thank you, because I sure needed this this morning. Love you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Sister Sylvia. Thank you so much, Dion, for your declaration. And I thank God that the Holy Spirit was with me, in me, when I was in my addiction. Because if he wasn't, I wouldn't be alive today. I get it. Trust me, I get it. I thank God that he never left me, never left my body dwelled in me until it transformed my mind, took away the attraction, took away the desire. I thank God for dwelling in me. The whole time I would be walking around with my Bible, my family, people, everybody said I was crazy because Mm -hmm. I was in a treatment program. I'd come home on the weekend and I kept staying in the word I wanted. God to deliver me. I prayed for him to deliver me. I I read the word. I did all that when the treatment and everybody, like I said, my siblings, everybody thought I was crazy. But guess what? God knew his plan for me was not to harm me, but to give me hope yep. in the future. I would not be here right now. And that question you asked about, do you know, you know, what you're here for? Do you know? I didn't have a clue, but God knew. And so he, what he wants me to do through his mercy and his grace, let his word be a meditation to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Ministering yeah. to patients in the hospital as a chaplain. Mm-hmm. The black people, mm-hmm. the family, the one that everybody called crazy. This is who God is using to minister to his people. Right. I think, thank you so much. Love Absolutely. that declaration. And one more Absolutely. thing, the the, the mind is the subject. I don't know what, how, God is amazing. I talked to Sister Lisa Porter about this right after I heard, um, what's the uh, pastor's name? She has a lot of books on the brain. Joyce Myers. Uh-huh. She was talking uh-huh. about the brain, and I was talk, sharing something with Sister Lisa, my mentor. We started talking about the brain, and then you're talking about it this morning, the mind. The mind. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. much. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, that's that's all it is. But again, it's it's the mind. It's a a level of um, for real contingent upon how you were taught and trained. Some people still live according to the law. <laughs> Some people still live in a place of um, drinking all milk. Some people put themselves in in positions that, if really given the truth. They don't don't really occupy, you know, and at the end of the day, especially when you build and cultivate relationships, right? Um, and, and this is for, you know, the, the babes in Christ. If you grew up in a religious sect, um, which is, you know, unfortunate for all of us, there are things that happen in your mind where, for real, you'll get stuck beating yourself up not really understanding that same Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, even when you out of pocket. He he doesn't he doesn't leave. Right? He's still he's still absolutely present through all of it. You know, that's that still small voice where even when you out of line, honey, you might have been in a crack house and there was present danger and the Holy Spirit said, Leave right now. All of us have had those moments. 
and and looked up and next thing you know so and so was on the news or you heard about it on the block they beat up such and such like there are so many things that happen with regard to Holy Spirit being empowered to lead and guide you even when you out of pocket he said lo I will never leave you ever nobody can pluck you out of my hand right so just know that his grace never runs out and that we have comfort 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if he be for you, what is the entire world against you? I promise if he got purpose to get out of you, it don't matter what people think or feel. It's, it's got to happen. He cannot lie. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Good morning. Hello. This is Mary. Hello. Oh. Hey, hey, Mary, and then I hear you, Tan. Let let Mary go and then you. I just have three things to say. Once again, you've been uh, effective, impactful, and imprinted. <laughs> you have done your Amen. job. <laughs> and Amen. I just love it. I just sit back and just I absorb everything, and I'm in agreement with everything because when I first accepted Christ and, and invited him to live in me, I did all kinds of things. I was still doing sure. me. But sure. I, I desire to have him there, and I understand perfectly what you're saying, because once you know, when you accept him and the spirit lives within you, and you still step outside of that, you're stepping, you're not stepping, he ain't stepping away from you, you're just stepping outside, uh-huh. and you're taking the and so you putting in all that stuff that you're doing, and he's there. He's, and that's why I love him so much, because he never leaves the promise that I'll never leave or forsake you. It's so, it just makes everything work. And so um, I get it. But yeah. I just like to say to you, 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 when you can be effective and you can impact <laughs> and then make yourself real clear that way and real true, then you, the job that you do, you did it again. So thank you. Amen. 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 God be praised and him be glorified. And at the, at the end of the day, um, I'm I'm called to do what I'm called to do the way that I'm called to do it, and nothing or no one will ever change that thing. Never. That's that's what I'm I'm responsible for. What I'm responsible for. And walk in it. <laughs> that's that's all I got. Bless you. That's, that's all I got. And blessings to you too, sis. Ten, go ahead. Well, I just want to say first, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. Right. To his son, Jesus, and Uh to the Holy Spirit. I thank God that on today, truly, I'm saved, sanctified. Uh Uh-huh. And blessed with the mighty burden of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I probably grew up in one of the most religious organizations um, that exists in my little mind. And as you were talking, I was my the Holy Spirit immediately reminded me of an incident. My, now my dad is a soul winner. He absolutely, I we used to call him the Bishop of Soul Winning. And so my dad's ministry, his call was to the underserved. His call was and still is to those people that would get um, that most folks don't want to deal with. And so we had a lot of former um, substance abusers in our church because that, again, that was who he was called to. And I'll never look at all of them. I was just trying to get one you didn't look okay. at. But we don't. We don't want any, saying, We don't want saying any. all of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, mute, mute your call for us. We, um, I'll never forget, there's this, um, uh, there's this young lady who he witnessed to. And, you know, um, she would come to church on Sundays and she would, she would not out. She was high. She was high as Kuda Brown. Um, and I remember one particular Sunday, okay, she just started coming. He, they didn't know he had witnessed to her, right? But she had just started coming. And some of the saintly mothers was going over trying to wake her up. And I remember in the middle of his, middle of his message, he said, stop it. Leave her alone. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were like, Ooh. um, and so what, what was happening is, is though on the outside, it looked like to us, it was just a waste of her time to even be there. Why is she coming there nodding out like that? Oh, my gosh, she needs to be delivered. Well, she was being delivered right there mm-hmm. at church while she was nodding out. Mm-hmm. Now, she, she testified now. She's good and delivered now. She has an incredible ministry of going back and helping those people who she lived her life. She's retired now. My, my point is, is that um, I want to be really, really clear that, um, you know, there's a scripture in Romans 5 and 20. It says, I think it's 5 and 20. It just says where sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. And I'm, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing it. So we never arrive, when we accept Christ as our personal Savior, we come with all kinds of junk. There's never, there's, we don't get a pass for, you know, and it's, it's been said, I'm just trying to say it, say it a little differently from my religious background, right? Mm-hmm. It took me a minute to fully understand what that meant. Because yeah. the way that I was taught is, you're wrong, you sin, you're going to hell. But if the scripture says, where sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. You said it very eloquently. We can't out sin grace. Mm-mm. And if we, and if you like me, if you've been taught that about all the rules and you got to follow all these rules, and what do I do if I don't know the rule? You, you still going to hell. I mean, like if you've been mm-hmm. taught that way, I'm being, I'm being facetious. But if you've been taught that way, you think, you think that way, right? And we judge people, yeah. and we'll, we'll, if we're not careful, we will run them away. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes we need a little honey to attract people and because we don't know people's lifestyles sometimes we need to it doesn't mean that we agree with sin it doesn't mean that here on declare victory that we um that we promote sin it doesn't mean any of those things what what we're the message that we're really trying to get is come as you are that's the scripture come as you are mm-hmm. and you allow the the process of sanctification to clean you up and I might not yep. get as clean as you would like me to get as soon as you would like me to get. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really God knows my heart. Right yeah. now, if I was today to go out and do something and go get high and stuff, something like that, like I know better. I, I'm right. still going to be forgiven, I believe, but my consequences, mm-hmm. my consequences for willfully disobeying God right. are going to be huge. And possibly, possibly catastrophic, because I'm gonna mess some people up by by being by yielding to the flesh. So anyway, I'm so in love with God. I don't need the yeah. rules anymore. I love Him so much. Right. Hey, Bible I love Him so much that I don't want to be associated with. You could do that if that's you. That's you know that's on you. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want it. I don't. I don't have anywhere to put you. 
I don't, I'm not judging you, but I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't want, and it took a minute. It took a minute for me to get there. So if we take some time and sit down and listen, as opposed to making a decision, who have you ever been to heaven? Did, did the Holy Ghost tell you that these are the rules right here? And, and he only told you and he didn't tell nobody else. Come on. Come on. That's it. Daniel, is that you and all 29 alone? I'm sorry. That was me. I'm sorry. That's I'm kind of funny. Second device. I, I, uh, <laughs> so so I, I'm going to say this, and I, I think I can say it in, in good conscience um, and, and in good taste. There is, is someone on the call that for um, a really long time struggled with addiction. And the beautiful thing is that God loves her, but I love her too. And there would be times sometimes where she would have her moments of fall. And in the middle of her fall, she would call me. High as all get up. I didn't care. But you'd have to have Holy Spirit present, high as Cuda Brown, to pick up your whole phone and call a me in the middle of being high as Cuda Brown. And sometimes it wasn't to talk. It was simply to feel some some sort of a safety because sometimes it would be ugly. You hear me? Sometimes she would be completely lost, but it never changed anything. And Holy Spirit on the inside of her would still remind her that there were places that her situation, her fall, her circumstance did not change how much God loved her, nor did it change how the people that he placed in her life to continually love her, even through her broken moments, would still be present and love her no differently. So sometimes our exposure um, and our broken systems, for real, um, will have us stuck in places that we were only meant to visit until we got to a place of liberty. So I'm excited about those that, you know, just have a heart and a mind to live intentionally from a place of the spirit. It is so important that we understand that we are all a work in progress and all of it is a process. Amen. Anybody else questions, comments, commentary before we get ready? Good to morning. Good morning. Good hey. morning, Pastor. Good morning, um, this is Prosperous. Um, I just have a, uh, I don't know if it's a confession, but I just, I want to, um, I just really, really, really um, want to, and I believe, I keep hearing such a time as this. I don't, I mean, that that's what, what's in the season that I am on my new job and everything, but you were talking um, earlier and um, you said something that, I don't know, I was still in a certain kind of way, but I don't know if I, did she know what happened? So um, you were talking about, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care. And it was so weird because this is the first time, this is like my third week on this new job. And you guys, I'm back in tech and just keep me lifted. I just have, I want to pray. I'm praying and agreeing for balance 
because um, this thing can just run itself. You know, I can just kind of just be working too much. Um, <clears throat> but I never had a manager, a direct report, like when we were doing good, had a great review, you know, just like a touch base that, you know, everything's going great. I know you're going to kill it. And um, you are just highly intelligent. And no one had ever told me that. And I mean, I heard people say that before, and I really don't care, to be honest with you. But um, I think I always did try to seek something from like whoever I was reporting to on whatever my job. So I thought that was like, nice. But my reaction to that was, God, I just want to stay humble. I don't, I don't want to like be like thinking about that too much. Like it was nice. It was a nice little touch base thing, but I just didn't want it to go too much. So then you would <laughs> mention something about, I don't care how smart you are. So I don't, I believe Holy Spirit is doing something. He's keeping me as I'm praying for him to just keep me close to him. No matter how busy I get on the job or whatever, I just, you know, pray throughout the day. I just want to stay close to him as I'm working and busy and stuff like that. So I don't know if this makes any sense, but I'm just, uh, walking this out and thanking God in advance for what he's doing and that he's going to just stay front and center in my life regardless of you know and I love what I do I love being back to work I love you know learning and all this other stuff so I just I'm praying for that balance and um just speaking that out that's amen. all thank you amen thank you for sharing that <clears throat> hey okay diamond in the back this is Sonia hold hold on Sonia somebody else. who else okay. is that who else is that? It was one more person. It was she O D. I know, but oh. it was somebody else. Oh. Miss B, honey. It was Oh, Miss Miss B. So go Miss B, Sonia, Shell. Go in that order. And there there was somebody else. We'll get that one after those three. Go ahead. Go ahead, Miss B. I didn't want to talk since I'm driving and it's probably noisy. But I had to say something because I've been with you a long time, and the one thing that I praise God for and I appreciate with you is your transparency and your honesty. You know, so many, we've lost so many people because of these rules and and people pretending like they ain't never done nothing. When you have to convert, you have to let them know, you have, I have not always been with me. Not at but all. I most certainly haven't. important, though, is that once I asked the Lord to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior, I don't care what I did after that. He was there with me. In fact, thank the Lord he was there with me because that's part of why I'm still living. <laughs> you have to be honest with people. Tell the truth. Don't worry about all these rules. Just tell the truth. And I appreciate that because that's what I get when I hear this call. I love you, child. Excellent. That was off the hook. I love you too, Miss B. All, all is well. Hey, man, Sonia, go ahead, babe. Thank you for sharing, Miss Barbara. Hey, Diamond in the back. I just, just being brief. When you talked about the connection between the heart, the stomach, and the sexual organs, all I saw was a straight line. Mm-hmm. Of how it did it, it, and it made you think about. And you asked the question. You said, "What are you consuming?" So basically, whatever you put in yourself, it is the heart, the stomach, and the, the sexual organs. And that made me think about, you know, how we say we're going to clean ourselves out 
when we do a detox, <coughs> mm-hmm. and we we detox not just our physical bodies, but our everything, and it makes you stop and be careful about what you consume, and not just now physically, but what your eyes see, what your ears hear. So you, I thank you because you make us keep ourselves honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's that, mm-hmm. that microphone checker in the mirror that we have to do one, two, one, two. You have to sound off and be honest with yourself because it took me a while to even stand there and look at myself in the mirror and be honest with my weaknesses, the things that I've done wrong, the things that have offended people and even offended myself yeah. and not even known it. But when sure. you change your appetite Listen. and you desire for something totally different, can no mm-hmm. train stop you. So thank you for being, like she said, always being transparent because it helps us. It sets us free and being honest, mm-hmm. not just with ourselves, but being able to be transparent as well with others. That's love. Thank you. Amen. Look, the Bible says this, and she'll you go right after this. They who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And that's, when your appetite shifts, so does everything else. And I literally remember when he changed my appetite until I felt convicted about having sex out of marriage or until I felt convicted about smoking weed or um, just anything, until I felt the conviction um, of of the Holy Spirit literally living inside of me, I didn't. I didn't even feel the need to change anything, but it does not mean Holy Spirit checks out because you're not complicit with the plan of heaven. He don't he don't go away because you ain't surrendered yet. He's a gentleman. Go ahead, Shell. This was as um so it dropped when Tanya said it, but when you um adapt that love and you're serious about that love that that the switch turn on you know when you're dating someone and you say i love you for the first time there's a pursuit that starts to happen um and then you get on when you have that pursuit for jesus you become unapologetic about what people think about you what they say about you because you know the love that the agape love that's real you begin to adapt that and receive that and all that other stuff begins to fall off when you really 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 understand the love. So just like you said, when the lights switch on, it, it didn't matter about. It doesn't matter about anything else. It uh, it matters about what he thinks about you, which you know. Um, you know, you said say the scripture all the time that one thirty nine thirteen through sixteen Psalms. Um, when we apply that and when we believe that, it becomes a whole different pursuit. So thank you, sis. It, it lines up. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> And my, my grandmother would say it like this. She'd say, you, you eat the meat, you spit out the bones. She'd say, everything you, you receive on one end, you put in the sifter and you shake it down. You take what you need and the rest you leave behind. That's, that's on you, right? And at the end of the day, when we have been empowered with the Holy Spirit, the, the reality is, for real, after a while, he'll start to pull your coattail on stuff when you're out of pocket, little bitty silly stuff for me. I don't know about y'all, but I can't even leave a basket in the parking stall. Be like, nope, go put that up. I can't throw a piece ha! of paper out the window. <laughs> Literally. 
Holy Spirit be wearing me out. So, right, so all of those things, all of those infractions, those little bitty things that are character and integrity riddled, they're all um, fall under the same umbrella. Sin is sin is sin. It's polka dot. If you tell a lie, the Holy Spirit don't vacate your life. You just be lying, and the Holy Ghost just be like, oh, yeah. And you'll feel that little conviction <laughs> where he'd be like, uh, so you just you lying now, right? And listen, I don't know about anybody else. You you ever uh then ran out and been in somebody's bed, you ain't had no business, dust and stuff, you ain't had no business, and get up and want to throw up in your mouth? Holy Spirit doesn't vacate your life because you ran out. Once you get that... <laughs> Once you, like, for real, like, in my mind, I'm just talking about I'm what sorry, I'm talking Grace. about. Listen. I'm sorry, Grace. No, That's Brie I had a, a sleep picture no. of me doing the walk of shame. Listen, I can't take it. I, I don't got that kind of time emotionally. You be feeling so stupid. I'm not, I, I can't, dude. I'm sorry. I can't do that. You'd be like, why did I do that? That was so stupid. I didn't even, baby, listen, you talking about dumb conversations? Oh my God. Dion, what about the theme music when you're doing a walk of shame? Listen. Listen. The walk of shame, baby, it's real. If you got the Holy Ghost and you, and I mean, and I don't care what it is, there have been moments for real where I was going to tell a lie, like, and I felt myself about to lie. And I'm not really the lying type, but it would be to get out of doing something or, you know, I, I just, I can't show up. So I'm going to find something that's connected because just lying ain't going to work. I'm not going to be able to do that and get no rest. And for real, the more you build yourself up in things of the spirit, um, the greater the level of accountability. And it, it doesn't feel like punishment after a while. Right. And after a while, when you become cognizant of the fact that for real, we are in partnership with God, Holy Spirit is present to ensure that that partnership is consistent, which means that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, rain, shine, sleet, and snow, whether you're in good spirits or icky, when you're complaining, dealing with depression and anxiety, do you think Holy Spirit exits? He does not. Be there 24 hours a day. So uh, the beautiful thing is you know that there is something internal that you can rely on um, to help you. And that's why the Bible says casting down every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. The Bible says, and they shall know the truth, and the truth shall make them free. Freedom comes one decision at a time. One faulty system dismantled, dismembered, and disassembled at a time, regardless um, of, of whether or not you even know. When I was religious. I didn't know I was religious. Honestly, if I just keep it 100, <laughs> it's like, it's like April Diane Stevens. I need to tell you. Be like, honey, what are you talking about? Shut up, because on Tuesday, you're going to fall. And then when you go, you gonna get saved again in your mind three weeks later, and then want everybody else to line up. Honey, shut up. <laughs> I love my friends. Amen. Anybody else got anything before we get ready to go? Yeah, I was just get that. Oh, how I love Jesus because He first loved me. 
Listen. Hello. Listen. listen. Hey, one more time. Can you hear me okay, Dion? I just, we I can. just had this epiphany. Can you turn all your alarms I, off? I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> um don't don't um don't hate. Don't hate. I got stuff to do. Okay. Listen. I want you to think about something for so for the person that's still struggling perhaps with this conversation. And it was very, very necessary um, today, I believe it was. What happens to the person who doesn't know? Like they, you know, they, they just don't know that, you know, they're living with somebody and they don't, re- they don't know that it's wrong. It, you know, it's a sin for them to be, you know, because you don't know everything as soon as you get saved, right? What happens to the person that lives with, uh, the man they've been living with for the last 15 years, they got three kids, a house and a car and a dog and a white picket fence. And, you know, they continue to to, to to have relationships, you know, and they don't know. What happens to the person that doesn't realize, especially today, who, you know, still indulges in whatever, right? Does Does the Holy Spirit just kick them to the curb? Do we just kick them to the curb or do we begin to teach them, love on them? Because I, if we if we come down hard on them and condemn them um, about the, the, the lifestyle that they're living, we could chase them away. Well, what's worse? I could, I could almost see the thing about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, kind of like when Jesus said, well, okay, so is it better for the man to be healed on the Sabbath or is it better for him to remain whatever condition he had like i don't know it just it it just um i just want us i hope we can take a step back today not beating anybody up or whatever but if we could just take a step back today especially those that are fasting and if it's still a struggle for you um understanding because you got some areas in your life i guarantee you (laughs) today probably have some areas in your life we do that we may struggle with and today this message helps us to understand that about the dead man walking in the sanctification process it doesn't happen all at one time i don't know i just wanted to share that part bye yeah no you did you say bye no it, it doesn't it doesn't happen all at once um i think if he delivered all at all, us all at once we'd probably lose it child we'd probably go a little a little bit cuckoo but the beautiful thing is this i just want to say this as, as we get ready to to wind it down um and let me give a give an all call real quick anybody else have anything before we go and then i'm just gonna give a final word and we're gonna gonna go on with the course of our day anybody else anybody anybody amen um this is the beautiful thing we all got action right we we all if you think about um david who um, the Lord said is a, a man after his own heart. Of course, that was before the dispensation uh, of the Holy Spirit. But even when we consider Paul and Peter and, you know, all the rest of them thereafter and Timothy and um, after Pentecost, which we just experienced this past Sunday. Listen, somebody got filled with the Holy Ghost this past Sunday who perhaps had never been introduced to uh, the feeling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit himself was not present prior to the activation with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And um, not everybody will receive that gift freely, but the reality is Holy Spirit, from the moment you accept Jesus, you got access. It is your responsibility to build yourself up in the most holy of faiths. It's your responsibility to Second Timothy 2 and 15. It's your responsibility to empower Holy Spirit that anything in you, um, he helped with uh, not only teaching you how to live, but even bringing up systems that are no longer serving you, right? And and it's a matter of, for real, uh, Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and everything else. I promise it'll be added. Respect the process no matter what it feels like, no matter uh, even the moment where you feel defeated, transformation only happens by revelation. If you never get a re revelation of his great, unfailing, undying love for you, if you never get a revelation of how uh, not only uh, intentional he was about leaving you company, so that you were empowered with everything that you need down on the inside of you to live out purpose intentionally. If you never embrace, accept, or receive that as truth, it's going to always be a struggle. And unfortunately for many, you have to unlearn to learn. And it's a process, y'all. So it's, it's not a, um, it's not a right, wrong, left, right, uh, Everybody's understanding is different. I'm just today extremely grateful to have found liberty in Christ because he who the Son sets free is absolutely free indeed. This level of peace that I get to stand in sometimes kind of weirds me out, y'all. Like sometimes I feel a little guilty if I just be honest. Sometimes I feel kind of bad because I don't have the ability um, to to worry or be stressed out. That took a long time. And every single step of the way, Holy Spirit's been right there. And I need you to know that he yet lives inside of you, even with your broken pieces and your broken places. God loves you. And his ultimate desire is that you live your life to the fullest of potential. Rain shines, sleet or snow no matter what that process is. But I guarantee you, if you are intentional, if you deliberately chase after him, he will absolutely just lean in. That's all. So that being said, again, it's fasting day. We meet back here at 5 p.m., guys. I love you, but I promise God loves you more. And, uh, yeah, continue to seek him. Continue to trust him. It is well worth the effort. I promise. Have a good day, guys. Talk to you at five. There is Archer Circle tonight, I do believe. So that's uh, on the uh, Zoom platform. Same number, Zoom, 7 p.m. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Love you. Bye. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye. Have a good day. Love you. Bye. Hey, girlfriend. Bye. Bye. Bye.
bless you, everyone. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a great day, everybody. You too.